Hello, hello, hello. I want to start off this week by uh, talking about our sponsor, because otherwise I'm going to forget uh, that we are brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, if you use the code LASTCHANGEPOD, uh, you get $20 off your first order of uh, tickets to any event they have on their site. Uh, eligible in Canada, anywhere else, I have no idea. Try it, let us know. But Anywhere yeah. they anywhere they are having an event where the tickets are available, you can get them on their site. There you go, there you go. Um, yeah, we keep getting notifications that people are using the code, so we're glad to help our, our pals save some money. And uh, yeah, use it. Code last change pod, $20 off your first order. Let us know when you use it. Let us know what you bought tickets for. You know, let's keep it uh, keep it going. But uh, hello, Ricky. How are you this week? All right. How are you? Happy Halloween-y. Oh, yeah. Today's Halloween. Um, I live in an apartment building, so I, I guess I don't really do Halloween like everybody yeah, my- else. My daughter's 11, and she had no interest in going trick-or-treating this year for some odd reason. She said she'd rather hand out candy, so I was like, okay. <laughs> well, according to the news, you got to look out for uh, drugs, razor blades, fentanyl in your candy, yeah. so... Yeah. I was like, oh, no, please, I really want to go walk around for three well, hours. You know, you know, drug dealers, man, they love giving drugs love- away <laughs> for <Yeah>. free. <laughs> yep. So make sure you check your kids' candy. Yeah. Um, so speaking of fentanyl, the Devils now have won a couple games in a row, and we, we didn't really talk last week. We had a lot going I had a lot going on. Um, so where we left off is the Devils had a 5-4 overtime win against the Islanders, uh, 5-2 regulation over the Canadiens, uh, a 6-4 loss at home to the Capitals, a 5-4 win in regulation at home uh, against Buffalo, and a 4-3 regulation win at home against the Minnesota Wild. And... Uh, well, where do you want to begin? Um, I'll, we'll start with the bed. Uh, that Capitals game was by far the worst game they played this year. That was atrocious. Yeah, their first period. The they had the worst first period of the season, the best second period of the season. And my opinion on that game is I think, number one, I think the Devils have these ridiculously slow starts because they think that the other team is scared of them. And... I think in the third period of that Capitals game, when the Devils were up 4-3 to begin the period, I f- honestly think the Devils just thought that the Caps were like, uh, like thinking they lost and were just going to roll over because they gave up that lead. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's you know, it's there. There are some obviously veteran leaders on the team, but they are still a young team, so it's going to come with time. I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not even remotely worried. There are some things that are worrying me about the team, but the guys that should be doing what they should be doing are doing what they should be doing. If that makes sense, it does. And think about it in this perspective: if you take the Devils' first eight games, five, two, and one, and multiply that by four, if they do this all over again four times, then they're twenty-eight and four. And I think anybody would sign up for that. Um, yeah, it's a I good mean, record. You know, yeah, I'm. I'd like to tidy up the goals a little bit. I mean, you know, looking at the goal totals, you know, three, four, 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 two, six, <laughs> four, three. <laughs> um, I was looking at the devil stats earlier. Vtech leads them with a three point two four goals against average. 
which is, you know, in today's NHL, not the worst thing in the world. Vita, uh, Akira's Schmidt's been awful. Um, and honestly, you know, I said we we're going to talk about the bad, so we'll get into it. I They've struggled a little, and there's been some breakdowns. Talking about goals? Most notab- no, defense. Um, okay. Most notably, Brendan Smith. And, and he's not going to become, the, I mean, he's becoming the new whipping boy because the mistakes he makes and the goals that happen with him on the ice are very noticeable. Um, but, you know, Siegenthaler has been bad. He's been mm-hmm. real bad all season. Even offensively, everything. Just it's been a mess. Marino struggled a little bit. I think he was much better last game. I was really happy with the game he played last game. Yeah, he looks better. Um, Dougie's been fine. Um, Ball's been kind of hit or miss, but I haven't. I don't. I haven't really noticed anything major, like a major fuck up by him. So I'm not like that's super good. I mean, the less you notice the defenseman, the more right. he's playing well. You know, Luke has been boomer bust he's made some really good plays he's made some really bad plays that he's kind of been bailed out on by the goalies which is good um but you know he's leading the team in point leading the defenseman in points he's tied with dougie with six i mean he's also second in rookie scoring in the nhl i believe right yeah he's um, playing really he's playing he's exactly what you expect from a young talented offensive defenseman he's going to make defensive mistakes but he's also chipping in offensively so they kind of balance themselves out but he's also so, playing with a fucking albatross so well, so yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I'm going to do a little Brendan Smith, uh, I don't know, not tirade, rant. Uh, and then we're going to parlay that into the goaltending yeah. um, because I think they go hand in hand. Now, Brendan Smith, we always talk about how much you and I are not advanced stats guys. And I think what I said the other day and you agreed is that advanced stats are the kind of thing that like sort of reiterate what you're seeing. Like... You can watch a game and be like, oh, these guys played well. And then the advanced stats come out and you're like, yeah, they did play well. Um, And the same thing with in the other direction. Now, we are all just shitting on Brendan Smith. And then the game card comes out from uh, the last couple games. And he was the worst player on the ice. So, But the interesting thing about that was it was brought up in the post-game press conference with Coach Ruff. And I? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Ryan. Oh, Uh, (laughs) Good job. Oh, it probably was. He's the only one that actually asks any hard questions. I, James, um, James, James has been getting getting some questions in there too. I, I'm pretty sure it was Ryan though. I honestly can't tell when James is talking. I just don't know his voice well enough. I know. Enough to, yeah. Um, that's not against him. I just they don't right. obviously just don't show the reporters. But anyway, um, Ruff very uh, strongly defended Brendan Smith, and so his his uh, defense kind of makes sense. And kind of doesn't. So he was saying that the only reason he's he's fielding this question about Brendan Smith is because his error w- directly led to a goal. And he said, that's why you're talking about it. If you want to talk about all of the other mistakes that, that the defense group made um, that didn't lead to goals are just as bad. You're only talking about it because it led to a goal. And that was kind of a weird... Um, yeah, no kidding. It was, it was a weird answer. Um, and... So there's two things that we we could talk about with this. Now, it, well, I'm about to parlay this into a goaltending discussion, but the other option we have here, Colin Miller's on IR. Mm-hmm. Say you put Brendan Smith in the press box. The only other option you have is replacing him with a rookie. You've got Cal Foote or Simone Nemitz who's back, but I don't think that makes... The, the situation any better like you throw either of them into the mix playing nhl minutes against nhl teams 
what do you expect that all of a sudden one of them is going to be an NHL ready, like rock of a defenseman? I mean, so, Calfoot, Calfoot's not a rookie. I mean, he's played a bunch of games. He's played 140 games in his career. I mean, he's played. Then maybe it's worth giving him a shot, but yeah, I mean, he uh, played at lightning predators. He, you know, five goals, 14 assists. He's a plus 21 in his career. I mean, they're, they're asking him to play minimal minutes. They're asking him to play defense. They're asking him to stay back and just be conscious and make the smart play. I don't think that's too much to ask from somebody. He's 6'5", 225. He's a big body. I don't see the downside of putting him in, And but I think at this point, Ruff is going to be a stubborn fuck because everyone's shitting on, on Smith, and they're asking these questions in the press, in the press that he's going to play him until he has no choice but to not play him. Seems about right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe to give maybe him, you do it. but you know what? I'm going to give him some credit though. Maybe it's because Luke Hughes is not Swedish, but he's made some glaring errors, and you have not heard Ruff shit talk him in the press once. He's not benching him. He's not. He's giving him more minutes. As a matter of fact, so I'll well, give he's him made credit. up for it offensively, and right. and. I forget which game it was. He had a uh, might have might even had might have even been the home opener against Detroit or or the Arizona game, whichever game game he scored that uh, goal, um, the slap shot from the from the blue line. He had an error that led to a goal and then directly and then scored himself right after that. So um, I think it was the last game or the game before. He had a pretty big blunder that led to a breakaway, but uh, the goalie stopped it. Yeah. Um, so. He's at least got the ability to make up for it. Brendan Smith has not scored a goal as a devil and probably won't. Um, right, but I'm talking about like Holtz, you know, other young players, not necessarily yeah. just Holtz, but other young players that make a mistake that one mistake and they're fucking in the press box or they're on the fourth line with, with you know, playing four minutes a game. I, I'm just, I'm happy that they're not doing that with Luke. Yeah, me too. And that's kind of a good uh, way to handle somebody's development when, because uh, I think you can tell like when guys make mistakes, like they take it pretty, you know, pretty seriously and they're, they slump and their shoulders slump and then they don't play well for the rest of the game. And, you know, and that's when I think you're going to land yourself on the bench. And Luke just seems like the kind of guy that when he makes a mistake, he puts it right behind him and then plays even harder. And, mm -hmm. you know, he, he actually, for the mistakes he's made, looks better defensively than I really thought he was going to. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm happy with I him. Mean, so the mistakes he's making are big mistakes, like he'll fumble the puck at the blue line, you know, make one too many, make to one too many moves and turn it over. But in his own zone, I think he's been really solid. Like, I think he's making the right play. For the most part, he's getting the puck up the glass. He's positionally sound where he's supposed to be. The, the problems are kind of the bigger problems where it's, you know, at your own blue line on the penalty, you know, on the power play or stuff like that, where it's like one mistake and it's the other way. But overall, I think his game has been pretty good. I agree. And the mistakes he's making are mistakes that the entire team is making. And that's how I'm going to parlay this into goaltending. So I went back and, and rewatched the highlights to every game so far. And an unbelievable percentage of the goals that are being scored on the Devils are results of really bad turnovers. Um, mm -hmm. Especially failed. on the penalty kill. Especially on the penalty kill. Yep. Failed breakouts. Uh, failed attempts clearing the puck up the boards. And the goalies are being left high and dry, like at a ridiculous rate. Um, 
On the other hand, there are some goals where I've found myself, because I've been to every home game so far, I've found myself just being frustrated and being like, just make a fucking save. Like, they can't do it every time. You know, they're not, these guys are not Hall of Fame goaltenders. They're not going to stand on their head. Really, there aren't many goalies in the league besides the three Russians and Hellebuck that are, and and uh, Soros that have the ability to just steal games nowadays. But they need saves, but they also need to tighten up defensively like in a big way and what, what i don't what i don't understand is though is you'll see you know vtech will come out in the first and they'll give up a bad goal or maybe two bad goals and then all of a sudden the second period the other night he turned into fucking like dominic hashik and stopped everything i think it goes with the rest of the like, team because while he's letting in a couple bad goals the, the devils only have like two shots on goal and can't can't clear the puck out of their own end. They still have, despite scoring in the first period a little bit, um, they still have these first period problems where I, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's really weird because it's the complete opposite of how they started every game last year. Um, yeah, Schmidt has been just an abject fucking abomination in that. Awful. He's been every, he's been every time out awful. He's been bad. And so I'm not 100% worried about the goaltending yet. I will be if the Devils do tighten things up defensively and then like and this is what was happening to the team 2 years ago where the Devils would actually be playing well and then the other team would get their first shot on goal in like 6 minutes and it would go in no matter what kind of shot it was. Um if that starts happening then I think we've got a problem, but 8 games in and again, they're 5-2 and 1. Um I, you know, they should be probably six, one and one, probably. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, they, yeah, yeah they definitely yeah. should not. Have, I don't think they should have lost that game um, to the Panthers. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for that first period, again, yeah. another first period. And the fucking um, Coyotes game, too, where they're losing a shootout. Like, uh, that's a game they had a late lead, you know, whatever. Honestly, all of these games, they could easily, this you're, team, you're right. You're could right. easily be eight. No, <laughs> they could be. They could be, and they probably should be. <laughs> they probably should be. Um, so, and also, I don't think there's any goalies available right now. The Predators are playing well, and I don't think they're looking to move Soros. Uh, Hellebuck's Gibson, off the board. Gibson just got hurt. Gibson just got hurt. So, it's it's yeah, I mean, sort of like, a, and that's the thing. Like, like you said, not to cut you off, but in the off season, the same thing where you know people were talking about trading for uh, the guy from Vegas. Uh, what's his name? Um, Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson. What has he proven in the NHL that's any different than what Akira Schmidt's proven in the NHL? Like, I, I, it's just a, to me, it's a lateral move. Like, unless you're going out and getting a guy who's proven in the NHL that he can steal games for you, and it's a major upgrade, it's not worth it to me. Yeah, Logan Thompson. Uh, I forget who the other one was. Uh, Valamaki, I think, was another one. Um, uh, I mean, the kid from Melka. Um, that's who I was thinking. For. Sorry, Valamaki's yeah. a defenseman. Uh, Vimelka, Carl Vimelka. Um, yeah, he plays, I, he's, he's a good goalie, but Arizona's not tanking. They're not going to give him up. Yeah, the only ones, I mean, besides Hellebuck and Saros, were if the Devils were able to pry like Swayman or Olmark away from Boston. Right. I mean, the Boston, guy, yeah. one guy I was thinking of today, and maybe it's just they need to change the scenery, is Markstrom. Calgary is dog dick, um, and Markstrom has not been good, but he's coming off, you know, two years ago, he was amazing. See, that's the other thing, uh, and and you, we just talked about this with Logan Thompson. I mean, so is that going to immediately improve the position, acquiring a goalie who needs a, uh, a change of scenery and is on a bad team? Like, I, I just, how much faith do you put in that he's going to come in and just all of a sudden be better than than Vanacek? I don't know. Maybe, 
uh, maybe if, I don't know. I guess you can't find a way to have both of them. Um, I don't know. No, Schmidt would have to go on uh, waivers, and then he's gone. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's really tough. It, it really honestly is. Um, it was just the one guy I was thinking of. I'm like, who's a bad team right now um, that has a goalie? And Markstrom was the first name I came up with. You know who's a really bad team, and they also happen to have a goalie, is the, uh, the San Jose Sharks? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. They are on pace for, and I, this was just on Steve Dangle's podcast. I don't know the number. I think it was like 133. They're on pace to score 133 goals this season as a team, which would be the lowest in the 82-game era. Yeah, they don't, um, they, don't look, they don't look particularly good. I mean, you know, the Flames were... I mean, he was, I mean, last year they were... What was their record? He was 23-21. and 21. I think they almost made it into the playoffs. Yeah, with a 2.92. But, I mean, the year before he was 37-15 and 15 with a 2.2 and 9.22 save percentage. I mean, he was really good. The year before he was good. The year before that. I mean, he was that's pretty... That's when they had Kachuk and Gaudreau. Um, right. With the, even with the Canucks, going back to the Canucks, it's 15-16, 16-17, 17-18. He was pretty good all those years. Um, 2.7, 2.6, 9.12 save percentage. And... You know, we don't need someone to have a 930, 940 save percentage with a, you know, 2.1. We're scoring four, five, six goals a game. We just need someone who's not going to give up fucking four goals a game. What I would like to see um, is just the Devils fixing their first period problem. Because I think if they just come out and jump all over a team, which they have... They have the opportunity to do on Thursday because Minnesota's struggling a little bit. Uh, they're playing St. Louis, who they really, the Devils don't historically do well in St. Louis or against the Blues because the Blues are such a heavier team. Um, but then the Blackhawks, like one of these three games coming up against far inferior teams. I want to shut um, I don't even want to. Sh- I would just want, <laughs> I had a much lower bar of the Devils just coming out in the first period and jumping all over a team. I want um, Schmid to play one of these games and record a shutout and all be forgiven. My, I am predicting Schmido is going to get uh, the Blues on Friday. Probably. Um, yeah, I think it'll go Vitek, Schmid, and then Vitek again. But know, Vitek's played, what, two or three in a row now? Yeah, but they had three days, four days off. So yeah, that's true. Three that's days true. Off. But, yeah, I mean, a shutout would be awesome. But I, I just want them to come out and like be up 2 nothing after the first period. Or even one nothing. Just don't give up a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I, I and I, th- well, I think that'll go a long way for whoever is in net. They're just they're the psychological part of the game. So they are sitting back there knowing, okay, we got this. You know, I don't have to be Patrick Waugh. I could, you know, relax a little bit because I think that might have something to do with it too. And when the other team is just jumping all over the Devils in the first period, there's a lot of pressure on the goaltender. Um. But. We'll see because you know what? There are no goalies out there to acquire right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if there are, how are we getting them? Because we're going to be trying to trade them. The guy we're trying to get rid of, which would be Vanacek in that instance. Um, so where's the appeal of the other team? Um, right. So let's go to the forwards. And Do you want to talk about injuries first? So, all right. So yesterday I found out, and I can say it now because it's public public knowledge, uh, so Nico Heischer had a public signing coming up at uh, Sports Minded Unlimited. Um, it was on the 17th and the 19th. I think it was the 17th. But um, yesterday, the team contacted the store to cancel the signing. Um, 19th. 
the 19th yeah so and and emily uh owner of the store just released that info so we could say it but um so when i heard that yesterday i was just thinking i hope this is not an indication that he's like legitimately injured because that's three weeks away um and i'm thinking if he's got like a standard concussion he's out for two weeks um and he'll be back to playing and he'll be in good enough shape to sit at a a table and sign some things uh but that ain't good um and the other thing which i really don't understand is amanda stein's tweet stressing that lindy ruff said that they are going to evaluate him day by day instead of day to day um so my guess is that day to day means he's out for a couple days day by day means that you're they're just going to wake up each morning and see how he feels um, strange though with the protocols that are in place how he could have come out and played the second and then missed the third that's somebody, weird somebody fucked yeah. up but he did get hit pretty hard when he came back too like a couple yeah. minutes into yeah, the third did. yeah a couple minutes after he came back like he did get hit pretty hard but he might have been skating around just going oh fuck these lights are bright um yeah. <laughs> like he could have been sitting on the bench saying some crazy shit like turning around to the coach and be like when can i go on the bouncy house um and they're like oh you gotta get in the locker room there buddy. <laughs> um, so i saw uh, i saw something today about our fellow devil fans who are just hilarious um i think jack might be playing injured he didn't have any points last game i was like could you stop <laughs> yeah, somebody can we somebody, stop? <laughs> somebody posted a, a quick video of the hit he took yeah. at the end of the Capitals game. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I think this is why he's not playing well. And I'm like, I was at that game. He jumped right up. He was fine. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. like, shut up. He has 18 yeah. points in eight yeah. games. Like, yeah. he's fine. Um, no, he's, he's playing injured. He's going to have a point in one game. Jesus. Well, Jack and Brad are unbelievable. Uh, Brad is surpassing all of my expectations. Like, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so when he was talking about his contract over the summer, he was talking about how he liked having shorter deals because it gave him motivation and he, you know, but this contract, he was going to try to treat it like eight one year contracts. And I'm like, Oh, does that mean like he's got his, his bag and his motivation's gone? But like, he looks the best he has ever. Um, yeah, yeah. he's on pace for what? A hundred points almost. Um, he's got 14. Yeah. So it's uh I ain't doing math. Let's let's do some math on air here and embarrass ourselves. Eight divided right. by fourteen is 0. 0.57. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. Fourteen divided by eight is one point seven five times eighty-two. He's on no really? He's on point, pace for 143 points. That sounds about right. Jack's Jack was on pace for like two hundred and twenty something after six yeah. games, I think. So <laughs> Yeah. So that I guess that's right. So he's on pace for 143 points. <laughs> um so let's get the really easy one out of the way when we're talking about who's not playing well and that's Dawson Mercer. I don't think there's any debate that he Woof. is not himself and it couldn't have been more apparent than his two plays uh on Sunday, his 2 on 0 with Lazar where neither of them wanted to shoot uh and then the two of them going for an empty net goal and Mercer just could not pull the trigger. Um, I made a joke saying he, he looks like a guy who put a place to bet on himself to not score a goal, but that's kind of how he's playing. And, and so we're going to eventually have more of a discussion about Timo Meyer, but Timo, who a lot of people 
we don't think he's playing to his potential. He's got seven points in eight games. Mercer's got nothing. So even more concerning than the fact that he has no points is mm. he has six shots. It's not like he's got three, four shots a game and they're just not going in or even just, you know, throwing it at the net, making something happen. He's generating his dick. He's generating yep. nothing. He's not getting any score. I mean, he had a breakaway, a couple, whatever that game was that he missed. And that's it. I mean, he's not generating anything. He's not doing anything. He's just completely unnoticeable on the ice. And it, some, I don't know. I don't know what, I'm sure he'll snap out of it and it'll be fine, but he does not look like himself at all. No, it, it is kind of worrying. I mean, we're joking around like he's playing bad on a contract year. He's going to save the devil some money, but like this is a guy who had 27 goals last year um, and was a menace. Like, so whatever he, whatever's going on with him, I, we just hope he snaps out of it soon. Um, the other guy who's got a huge thumbs down for me is Andre Pilat. Um, Two assists minus three. Yeah. He's got 12 shots, but um, it, and, and, although it was nice of him to step up for, for Nico after Nico got crushed, because that that's been a problem our team has had is, is lack of sticking up for each other. Yep. He's been a, he's been a minus. Uh, I already talked about Siegenthaler. He's been poo poo. Um, How about Eric Halla? Looking pretty good. Um, yeah. Ever since I, my tweet, he has three goals. He's got I tweeted, five goals. Yeah. I tweeted, uh, what did we have to do to get second half Eric Hall in the first half? And he scored fucking three goals. <laughs> Should have he's been on, four. He's on pace for 57 goals right now. Should have been four. Should have been four if he didn't break his stick. Um, yeah, really. Uh, the other guy who he can't say enough good things about, Tyler Toffoli. Right. So I'm, um, this is going to lead into Timo. Timo talk. Yeah, so oh. Toffoli has seven goals, three assists, ten points in, in eight games, and has been absolutely fantastic. He almost had two hat tricks in a row. But so the reason he's playing well is the reason why you're a little concerned about Timo. So why don't you go ahead with that? Right. So this is the part I left off when I was tweeting earlier today because I wanted to elaborate on it. So we hear about how the devil's system is so difficult to adjust to and it takes time. This guy came into camp. Preseason looked great on a line with Jack. Um, no, he was with the Heischer and Holtz. Sorry, Nick, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, looked great by himself, though. Even just individually, looked great in the preseason. Started a little slow, maybe the first game or two, and has just taken off. Uh, and he's playing the exact type of game that you expect Timo Meyer to play. Like, he, he's scoring goals from in front of the net. He's getting to the front. I mean, that goal he scored the other night was just right in front of the net with stick on the ice. Um, he's getting to the dirty areas to score those goals. And he's shooting the puck. And, you know, Timo's playing. He's playing with Jack, right? I mean, it's just, it seems weird to me when I watch him play. Like, he gets the puck and, and he gets in the zone and he just does this, like, fucking thing that i hate when players do and the devils used to do this all the time is they get it and they drive and then they spin back towards the blue line and he has this tendency to just throw the puck at the net and i i don't i hate it like you're a big dude just control the puck go to the net like keep going go to the net yeah you know, you know like what's, yeah. he, has, he has points so it's not you know he's not playing terrible like he has seven points in eight games so i'm not gonna like sit here and complain but like you know, like I tweeted earlier, you know, 
maybe the expectations were too high. I don't know, but you know, in his in forty games as a devil, including the playoffs, he has twenty five points. In his last forty games as a shark, he had thirty eight points. Now, you know, it's interesting. Um, he's on pace for seventy two points, which would be the second best year of his career. Um, which is crazy to talk about a guy that we don't think is playing well, but um, that's a good thing, though. We think he's playing like not like shit, but he's not playing to his potential. And, right, you know. and he's definitely played better since he was since he was benched. Um, yep. But it's just, and I don't know if it's you know, when he was with the Sharks, he was the only guy basically, so he had to do it. And now there's other options on the team, but it would be nice to see a game where he you know has two. You know, scores a power play goal, goes to the front of that, makes a nice play, and a nice individual play, and scores a goal. We just have not seen that at all since he's been in, in, as a devil. We haven't seen one game where he really, you know, made a really great individual play and scored a goal, scored another dirty goal, scored two, had a hat trick. I know he had one game where I think he had one game where he had two goals. But, like, and I don't know if it's just his usage on the power play. Like, you know, I, I noticed last game where on Brett's goal that made it 4-2 he was they were on the opposite wings and that's just they you know they move around a lot but he was at least in a one-time position and he actually passed it over to brad for the goal which was a great play but he seems a lot more perimeter right now and i would really prefer if he were you know matthew kachuk get in front of the net crash the net drive the net which is what he was doing in the playoffs against the rangers i mean you know i know he didn't score but he was doing that stuff and i really want to see more of that I think it's coming. Um, so besides his rookie season, uh, this is the lowest shooting percentage he's had of his entire career. Uh, he's at 6.7% right now as, as a rookie. He was 3.5%. But after that, I mean, his last three seasons as a Shark, he had 10.7, 12.2, 12.5. So, um, and he's had other seasons of 10, 12, 11, 7.7. Um, so... You know, it's the kind of thing where, like, if he starts doing everything else well, which I think is what he started doing after he got benched, he's been, uh, you know, being careful with the puck, like, helping make plays, which he's doing, um, the rest will come, and that shooting percentage is not sustainable for him. And While, we're, while you're talking about shooting percentage, could, do me a favor, look at Jesper Brett's shooting percentage so far this season. Okay. I, saw it early, I saw it earlier, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, he is shooting at 30%. Crazy is that? 30%. 30%. That's fucking insane. Yeah, with 20 shots on goal. Um, I mean, and he Jack, got one taken away last last game. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's only shooting at 16.1%. Um 30 fucking percent. Which is which is nuts. I mean, and also that just goes into the the power play. Are they still at 40% right now? Um, like holy shit, that the power play. Um and it's the most fun I've ever had watching the Devils power play. We went from last year, that was the worst part about this team by far, uh, to this year. Like, it's almost automatic that they're going to score when they get a power play. Um, and Jack Hughes still leads the league in points, by the way, by three. Okay? 18. Artemi Panarin, Dylan Larkin with 15. And then Jesper Bratt with 14. Um, that's unbelievable. So... Let's what the see. Fuck are my stats am I looking at? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm looking at it's just like ten percent. I'm like, what are you talking about? Thirty, forty-two point four two percent. Yeah, because they were forty going into the last game, and I think they were what two for four or something. Uh-huh. Um, 
So 14 that, power play goals and 34 and 33 chances. That is just bananas. <clears throat> it's yep. bananas and pajamas. Um, yeah. So uh, there are some things this team needs to improve on. And, but also again, five, two and one, uh, you really would like Timo to get it together and score some more goals with seven points in eight games. The guy, this, the guys that really need to get their shit together are Palat and Mercer. Um, and we just need Nico to be healthy. Uh, I still think he's probably going to be out for another two weeks. Hopefully it's nothing like really serious. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably, it's probably, I have to assume it's a, just a concussion because if it was a broken jaw or something, there's no way in shit they would have put him back on the ice. No, and uh, Connor Clifton got two games for that, and also that happened in front of 125 of his closest friends and family. Um, he's from Matawan, New Jersey. That's kind of funny. Um, um, but the other guy I want to talk about is Holtz. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what rough deal is with him, but you know, you put him on the fourth line, and he just. Didn't say a word. He went out and he worked, and he's playing well. He's getting opportunities on the fourth line. He scored a goal on the power play the other night. He's, you know, he set up Brad for that. He made a great play to set up Brad for the goal that didn't count because Sebastian was 14 feet offside. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's doing things on the other end of the ice, too, that are kind of going unnoticed. Like, I didn't see anybody talking about it the other night. There was a play where he back-checked and... Uh, I'm trying to think who it was. They they centered it, and the guy was wide open in the slot, and he lifted his stick and took the puck away. And I, I, you know, I have to assume that Ruff and the coaches are seeing that stuff. But it's he's making a commitment at both ends of the ice, and maybe he's not going to become a 30, 40 goal scorer. But if he can give you 20 and he can play solid defense, I'll sign up for that all day long. Um, I didn't love the pick when they made it, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, you know. No use crying over spilled milk at this point. Um, but I I'm think happy. He's, yeah. I think he's at least proving he can play in the NHL. He doesn't look out of place. His skating definitely looks much better this year. He definitely looks like he can keep the pace of the NHL. He's making some really good defensive plays, and it's not something I expected to see out of him particularly, but he's made some really, really good plays and small plays that matter. Um and he's getting to the front of the net. You, everyone thought he was going to be a perimeter player and score power play goals from the wing. Uh, I think both of his goals are from right in front of the net. Yeah, yeah, both of his goals are from right in front of the net. Um, yeah, so obviously you you weren't uh, guilty of this, but I just want to mention for all the people that freaked out when they saw the practice lines and, and Holtz was getting put on the fourth line, like you got to try to think, number one, Lindy Ruff knows more than you, okay? Uh, number two, the team has had some issues uh, trying to get consistency throughout the lineup. They were seven games into the season at that point, and the coach is trying something. Like, why are you going to freak out about that? And number three, the fourth line is not like it was 10 years ago where he's going to get three minutes and he's going to be playing with goons. There are nights where outside of Jack Hughes and Jasper Bratt, Michael McLeod is the best forward on the ice. Um, and that's who Holtz is playing and, with. Like, and I'll be honest with you, right behind him has been Lazar. He's been yeah, excellent every yeah. single game he's played. He gives effort. 
He throws his body. He's always in the right spot. He gets to the front of the net. He shoots no matter where he is. Yeah, I'm so so Ruff was putting him with two guys that work extremely hard and get a good share of the minutes. What's wrong with that? Like he you know, it that doesn't mean that that Alex Holtz is going to be on the fourth line for the rest of the season. It just means we're we're trying him here. Let's see how it goes. And if he gets a couple goals, then you move him up the lineup. Like I'll be honest know. with you and and Meg's not going to want to hear this and a couple other people are not going to want to hear this. When everyone's healthy, I think our best lineup are our current, you know, with Nico healthy, our, our top two lines, um, Palat, Halla, Mercer. And I think that fourth line of Holtz, Lazar, and McLeod is a really good fourth line because they've it shown is. you they can, they can work together and put pucks on net and score. Um, yep. I think that's a really dynamic fourth line, honestly. And if he plays... The way he's been playing with attention to detail in his own zone, I mean, there's no reason why he can't play. And if Mercer gets his shit together, we don't need 30 goals out of Alex Holtz right now. Nope. 15, 10, 15, I'm good. Yeah. And again, like, Michael McLeod plays a lot of minutes. That fourth line gets on the ice a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Holtz is going to get more than enough chances. So, we'll see. Um, but... Also, we don't have anybody else, really. <laughs> like, what other forward or, you know... I mean, Adam Dowling, I mean, they keep calling these oh, Justin, uh, Justin, Justin Dowling? Dowling or fuck his name um, is. So somebody was saying that it's a good sign that they sent him down, meaning that Nico's not too badly hurt. Um, you said every time we get a forward injured, they bring up... Or every time we get a defenseman injured, they bring up a forward. It doesn't... I don't understand. Well, we'll see if Dowling plays tomorrow night. Utica's in Laval. I think they sent him um, back down, yeah. Yeah, they did. So right. somebody was saying to me that that's a good sign that uh, Nico's not too badly hurt, but I think it might be because Dowling didn't play when he came up and Devils have several days off and Utica plays tomorrow night that maybe they just want him to play. Um, and he'll be back up for Thursday. I don't I don't know. Uh, so I'd like to see if Dowling plays tomorrow. Um, but, you know, Dowling wasn't exactly up to replace Nico directly anyway. Um, no. Just to have a body, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but they head off today and I'm guessing we'll get an update tomorrow on Nico, which will be not playing, see how he feels tomorrow. Um, for sure. Yeah. They just said that, uh, right before we started recording that Charlie McAvoy got four games for his hit, which I thought was, was much worse than what Clifton did to Nico. Yep. Um, yeah, that was like targeted, like trying to take somebody's head off McAvoy. Um, so I don't know what else is going on. What do you got on your mind? We should talk about Adam Johnson. Um, horrific, obviously. Um, I mean, it's, you know, as per usual, Twitter was, you know, an awful place to be around, um, talking about this. And I, I've, you know, every time I, I look at Twitter and I see people tweet stuff and I just like lose respect for them like their opinions and then they tweet more stuff and it's just like, I didn't think I could think less of you, but now I do. Um, but yeah, like I tweeted the other day, like you don't, not everything requires your opinion on stuff. Like it's okay to like not comment on everything. I didn't comment on it because I have nothing to say. I'm not going to comment on something that doesn't affect me. I'm not even going to say like thoughts and prayers are to his family. They don't give a fuck about me. Yep. I, what do they give a shit about my tweet about thoughts and prayers to his family? They don't give a shit. Like, it's just, 
it's inserting yourself for the sake of inserting yourself, and it's just stupid. Um, I saw the Penguins did say that they're mandating their minor teams to wear net guards, and you know they said they can't do that with the NHL team. Um, I don't know. Maybe eventually we get there. I don't know. We do or don't. Marino um, mentioned to the media that he and some of Devils, like as a team, discussed the possibility of the league mandating it. So I think they are wondering if that's going to happen. I I would honestly say if they want to do it, fine, but it would be somewhat of an overcorrection considering. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Yeah, it's not it's not something well, that happens all the time. I know well, it's horrible, but I mean the NHL is classic overcorrection league. So yeah, yeah, uh, seriously. <laughs> um, the thing that really bothered me bubbles. The thing that really bothered me is the people that are going out of their way to try to say this dude like killed this guy. And that's kind of what I was referring to. Well, fucking idiots on Twitter. I mean, and I'm not trying to talk politics or anything, but all of a sudden, uh, a lot of people who, uh, let's say probably watch Newsmax all of a sudden care about hockey and like are talking about this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like why? And then all of a sudden I saw a picture of the poor bastard who, (laughs) Uh-huh. did this and i'm like oh that yeah, makes sense yeah. <laughs> that makes sense so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean listen i saw the video and i i saw it and i immediately sent you a message that i saw it i wish i didn't see it and there's things like that should be scrubbed from the internet no one abs- absolutely nobody needs to see that video at all there's no reason for anyone to see that yeah yeah awful um, absolutely it, awful i went on tiktok the other day and the first well i didn't see the video but the first scroll i did as soon as i flicked my thumb up it said in big letters r.i.p adam johnson and i saw it was a a hockey video i was like nope and i just quickly kept i don't need to see that um yeah Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty horrible um yeah i mean it was you know the play happened it was it did look like an unnatural movement i mean the guy fucking tripped and what are you gonna do um it's just it's an accident shit happens like what are you gonna i mean Shit happens. It was an accident. It's horrible. I feel bad for his family. Obviously, you feel bad for his teammates. I feel bad for the people that were there in attendance. I mean, that's horrible. I wouldn't want to see that. You also feel bad for the guy who did it because he's getting death threats and hate mail and people telling him he should be in jail. Yeah. I mean, I just reading now, police are investigating it. Like, for for what? What are you investigating? Yeah. I, I don't know. Remember when the police investigated Zidane Ochara in Montreal? I remember when the police investigated Donald Brashear too, or uh, Marty McSorley. Yeah. Yeah. For fucking clubbing Donald Brashear in the head. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, this is, it's horrible. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Nobody deserves to see that, let alone have that happen to them. But yeah, um, so it's a tragedy. It happened. It's no different than, you know, if somebody gets paralyzed, you know, falling into the boards. I mean, it's an accident. What are you going to do? Put, make the boards made out of uh, fucking. Uh, styrofoam, like you know, shit, it happens. Like you said, they'll probably overcorrect because that's what the NHL does. I don't think it's necessary. You know what? If somebody wants to wear it, let them wear it. Like I, I don't think yeah, it should has be to optional. Be a, yeah, yeah, I don't think it has to be a you know, a, you have to or don't have to mandatory. If you want to wear, it, wear. It. Like who cares? Wear a turtleneck. Thomas Blakanis, who just bizarrely yeah. retired now, uh, even though he hasn't played hockey in several years, he was way out of the curve wearing the turtlenecks. Um, so, um, what's his name? Retired today, too. Um, Stasny. Yep, yep, Stasny. I mean, dude, look, you're playing a sport with Japanese-grade sushi knives on your feet. Yeah. Um, 
the shit happens around with knives yeah what do you expect yeah. Yeah, Richard Zednick. I'm, I'm uh, fucking sh- I'm stunned that it doesn't happen more, honestly. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But you're, I remember Richard Zednick. I remember, you know, I, I wasn't wa- alive watching hockey for the Clint Malarchuk thing, but I've seen that yeah. video a million times. Yeah. Um, it just, thankfully, it doesn't happen more. It's crazy that it doesn't. Um, I know uh, the NHL, I think, already mandates wrist and ankle protection. Um like they have uh, certain like garments that that uh, protect your wrist and ankles um, that players wear, but yeah, I mean the neck thing—it just looks like you're wearing a turtleneck. That might be the future. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it should be optional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Honestly, I don't see the see the point. I th- and I think what the Penguins did was pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, I'm sure you saw it. Instead of a moment of silence, they had the fans cheer for him. Yeah. Um, that was pretty. I mean, it's pretty cool, but you know, like you said, it's terrible. So it's an accident. It's awful. But um, uh, you know, everyone's arguing. Everyone's mad online. Everyone's got a fucking opinion. What else is now? I've been saying that since you know, since we've been doing this podcast. Like, anytime anything happens in the world, uh, people just feel the need like they need to go on Twitter and make a statement and. Mm-hmm. It's going on with with the two wars and all the other stuff going on in the world. Uh, you know, a tragic mass shooting happens again this time in Maine, and everybody's throwing in their two cents. Um, that's the thing; like, people don't understand. Like, nothing ever happens because you post it on Twitter. Like, yeah, you yelling about gun laws, or yelling about safety in hockey, or yelling about your political opinions, or uh, nothing. Number one, nobody here, myself included, you included, actually knows what's going on in any of these instances. That's why I don't talk about it. Yeah, somebody tried talking about the the Israel-Palestine thing with me, and I said, I got to be honest with you, this is such a historically complicated issue. I don't know nearly enough to have, to be able to to have an opinion, other than I, I don't like it when people die. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So I was, I was trying to find the tweet while you were talking. Uh, Garrett sent it to me the other day. Uh, it was about, you know, everyone has to fucking have their opinion. It was, it was a tweet that says, event happens, but how does this affect me, the protagonist of reality? Exactly. It's exactly it's, it literally nailed it perfectly. Dude, I got caught up from 2016 through most of the pandemic in arguing with people on a daily basis about politics, about anything, social, you know, social fabric issues, like... And I cringe thinking about the things I've said to people. Nobody gives a shit how I feel about anything. Nobody gives a shit how anybody feels about anything. Like, you, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just people want to make themselves look good or impress people with, like, you know. Yeah, look I'm, at me, look at me, look at me. So everybody thinks they're important. Yeah, I mean, I, I know several people on Twitter that, like, retweet political things and and just say really wild shit and like nobody likes it nobody comments on it like you're getting no engagement but you keep doing it every day like why make that your whole personality like i said to you the other day i won't say who it was about but i said you know i blocked this person for the longest time and i you know i still interact with i didn't block them i muted them because i don't just don't want to see what the fuck they tweet but i still interact with them and then i unmuted them and i I told you it was within a fucking hour i'm like nope that was a bad decision gotta remute them yeah, like I did, I did that. With, long. Uh, I have done that with a couple of people. 
it's just all day long. It's like, like you said, you know, I think I was talking about this with Garrett too. It's just like anyone that makes their entire identity about politician, for example, who couldn't possibly fucking care less about you. Like if you were on fire on the side of the street, they wouldn't piss on you to put you out. Exactly. No like, matter who it is, Democrat, Republican, any of them, they are the only thing they are interested in is staying in office. That is it. Making dude, I mean, I, I, voted for, office. I voted for Joe Biden for the sole reason of, he said during one of his debates or one of his rallies that the first thing he was going to do as president was uh, use an executive order to get rid of student debt. Now, it's, regardless of whether you think that should happen or not, somebody told me they were going to save me $28,000 and I'm like, fuck, sign me up. I don't need to hear anything else. Um, guess what? I just made a school loan payment three days ago <laughs> in full. Um, so, so fuck, so fuck that guy. And, and then the other guy, Trump, like I, I laugh. I was in upstate New York over the weekend and some of the towns up there, I love upstate New York, but there are some towns that are just run down and you know, like time forgot. And I just see houses like falling apart, but like they have a brand new shiny Trump flag at the end of their driveway. So the same reason I fucked up voting for Biden, I say to these people, like you think this motherfucker that has a gold toilet in every room in Mar-a-Lago gives a shit about you in your little shack in the middle of the woods. I'm not like, I don't care. Nobody cares about us. There's not what... one person who looks out for the actual people of the United States. Nobody looks out for us. Nobody cares about us. And all they want is for us to fight with each other because that keeps them in office. It keeps them, se it keeps everybody separated, keeps everybody divided. And it keeps them in office because everybody's fighting, whether it's, oh, you're liberal, you're this, you're conservative, you're this. Well, most people have way more in common than they realize. And it's just sad the, where we are in this country. Uh, not to go off on a fucking rant here because I don't talk politics, but it's just I hate politicians across the board. I fucking hate them, and I hate people that make their entire identity about these people who just don't care about them. And yeah. it would be a lot better if we all just shut the fuck up about it. I wish everybody uh, was like Tony Bourdain, you know, because he he's the kind of person that, that the in every episode of his, he would try to make a point of like, you know, he's in Vietnam or or Laos or, or something. And like, look how different these people are and how they live compared to Americans. But like you sit down next to a pile of food and like all of a sudden you're the same person. Yep. Like you're happy. Just, yeah. Just happy human beings, like just trying to live. And you know, so that, that's what frustrates me when you're just on Twitter, because you see these people getting all amped up and angry and upset and looking for an argument. And just like, why? Like, like when when all the 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 tapes the the gay pride tape and all that stuff came out the rainbow tape, just the the amount of messages I got. Oh, you're a cook. You're like shut the fuck up. Shut up. Well, that's the same as our you favorite. Fucking, uh, fucking yeah, lib. You fucking lib. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Eat, and, Eat my ass. It's the same as all the people that that comment on the Devil's Facebook page. So when the Devils had Ukrainian Heritage oh, Night, yeah. which they've done before, by the way, uh -huh. because I think New Jersey has the third highest uh, concentration of Ukrainians in the United States. Um, like everybody's like, keep politics out of sports, and you know why do you the Devils need to wait? And like, well, how's that politics? And it's always the same people too, because they they want it. They want politics out of sports, but then they want politics in sports when it suits their agenda so everyone again 
Say it again. Everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just everybody shut up. That's a great policy. Everyone just shut the fuck up. Post memes. Make me laugh on Twitter. I don't care about your personal fucking opinions on anything, honestly. I love when people tweet at you like, that's a stupid thing. I I didn't ask your fucking opinion. I don't care. Thank you for telling me how to tweet. I just don't care. I'll tweet myself. What I want. Thanks for your fucking. Thanks for your two cents. I don't care. Myself included, we are all so much less important than we think we are. Oh my god! Just fucking shut up. Yeah. It's yeah. like I, like I try to be nice about it. Like, thanks for your opinion, but I'll continue to tweet what I want. I, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. You don't like it? Fucking unfollow me, block me. I, I don't care. All a bunch of assholes. Yeah. It's true. Um, I don't even know how we got here, but I don't know. That's my, that's about as political as I'll ever get. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Same, same with me. I mean, I, I don't even know what I am anymore. And and the funny thing is, is people don't really know us personally. Like me and you disagree on a lot. Yeah. Ah, I think, I think it's a lot less than it used to be. It's a lot less than it used to be. But even (laughs) when we did disagree on a lot of stuff, we still were able to have a conversation about it and talk to each other and be friends. Like, we're fucking adults. Like, I don't have to agree with everything you like. You don't have to agree with everything I like, but we can still talk. Most, not maybe not most, but I would say a solid 50% of the friends and family that I associate with on a regular basis are the complete opposite of the political spectrum as I am. Um, and honestly, one of the biggest things I hated about who our president was from 2016 to 2020 is that it just, the temperature of this country was such where every time you hung out with someone who didn't see things the way you do, or every family gathering, all of a sudden it just became the topic of conversation everywhere you went. And it just, people just started hating each other to a level that I've just never seen before in my lifetime. I think think it's, you know, it's partially that, but I think it's just the the culture we're in right now where everyone has to have an opinion on everything and everyone has to be fucking right. Well, and everyone now has an extremely easy way to get that opinion out there. Right. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, I don't know know how to express it because it was in my head, but it was just like, think about when you're going to tweet, if you were in a room with the same amount of people, like actually in a room with them, would you say it? Well, that's not even, so that's sure that that'll apply to politics, but it's also the same. I mean, in general, I just, in general, I don't even mean politics. I just mean like pride tape or, you know, the way someone looks or, you know, would you say that to their face? Would you say it if you were in a room with them? I said no. exactly that to our, our, our buddy Brad Pack when he was getting piled on for no reason by just a bunch of people that don't have their name or their picture in their in their Twitter profile. And I'm like, you, none of you little bitches would go up to him and say any of this to his face in person. Like, the fact that you've got the ability to log on to Twitter and anonymously harass somebody because you have no, because there's no repercussions, like, just... The people that do this don't understand that they're also, they might as well be tweeting like, I'm a loser and I'm very unhappy. Um, So this is all I have. And it's gotten worse too, because Uncle Elmo is just, has no idea what he's doing. Like I've, the shit I've been tweeting. Oh, Elon. I was like, what Elmo do? Yeah. I've been (laughs) tweeted horrible shit and, you know, N words and just awful shit. Kill yourself. And I'll report it. And it's like, oh, we don't think this person's done anything wrong. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? It's literally textbook reported. Like, what do you mean they didn't do anything wrong? 
like uh, the other night when the Rangers played the um, the Canucks and they won. There's this scumbag Canuck fan who did the same shit to me, and I reported him that he did nothing wrong. Posted a picture like you know when the Rangers won, they posted the score, and it was just a picture of the Twin Towers blowing up. Like, what are you like? How big of a fucking piece of shit are you? No, I guarantee you, this is like some sixteen year old snot nosed asshole. But like, I just want. I just I'm sure it wasn't Frank Saravalli. He's got a weird <laughs> fixation on those buildings. <laughs> I just wish there was like some technology where you could just teleport yourself somewhere and just like the minute that kid hit tweet, just be able to teleport to behind his computer chair. And when he turned around, just punch him in his fucking face. It just would be so satisfying. I'll tell you what, dude, over the summer, when we took a little break from the podcast and the devils weren't playing, you know, there's no hockey and everything. I started to really think like, what, what do I have Twitter for? And like, I hardly even use Facebook anymore. I only have it because of the messaging aspect. And some of my friends like insist on using that as their communication. But, um, Instagram, I, you know, I share pictures that I think are cool. And I think Instagram's good for that. But like Twitter, I just got so tired of like logging on. And then the first thing you see is like someone's opinion on, on the the war in, in Ukraine or, um, you know, a politician said this, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't need that in my head. Like, I don't want to wake up. And now I know this, like I really, I really made it a concerted effort. And I know you're, you're sort of like this is I really started to make a concerted effort of blocking people on Twitter. Like people that I would normally put up with where they'll tweet me something stupid or sideways. And it's like, ah, oh, whatever. It's like, why do I need to fucking interact with this person? Like, just just block them. Then they don't exist. Like, you block them and they just do not exist anymore. I started doing that, but I'll be honest. I don't think I get nearly as much hate on Twitter that you do and that Brat Pack does. And the only thing I can think of is that you guys also have anonymous accounts without your names and and pictures. I've got my full name, uh, a picture of me and links to every other social aspect of my life. And I honestly, I have my picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I honestly think that like someone else thinks twice when they want to go tell me to fuck myself or kill myself or something that they know they're saying it to a real person. And like, here's that person and their name. You know, I think the whole anonymity thing, which is a word that, that just came out perfectly, which I was worried about. Um, I honestly think that goes both ways that people are more likely to be an asshole when their identity is not out there. But I think they're less likely to be an asshole when they're saying it to a person and you can see who this person is like that. You're telling a real person with a real name and face to go kill themselves. Um, I I think, I think it's better for you because I, I know you take things a little more personally when people are, you know, are mean to you or, you know, you have, um, an innate um, want to be liked, I guess, by everybody, if that's for lack of a better way of putting that. Um, Whereas, Mm. you know, not everybody, but, you know, you know what I mean. Um, Whereas I just just don't care. Like, I just, if you don't like me, that's good for you. I just, I wish I had that quality. I'm not not for everybody, and I get that, and I just don't care. The thing I struggle the most in my life with is anxiety, and it sort of goes to that, too, where it's like, I want everyone to like me and I want everyone to want me around and I want everyone to want to talk to me. But then on the other hand, 
when my phone starts ringing with people being like, what's up? Or look at this funny video. My mind is immediately like, Jesus, leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm working. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's 11, 13 AM on a Tuesday. What the hell are you sending me a video for? Um, like, so yeah, you are right where I do get upset if someone doesn't like me, but I really shouldn't. I really should. Just I, not I only, I only, it only bothers me when it's someone that I genuinely like. Like if it's someone I know, or if like I piss somebody off unintentionally, um, or, you know, somebody I really care about that's pissed off me, it, it does bother me. But if it's some anonymous fucking dick bag on Twitter, I just don't fucking care. Like, honestly, it just makes no difference to me whatsoever. And you know what? It makes me feel better that I made their life a little miser- more miserable than it already is. See me personally, I just need to calm down. Like this morning I was, uh, on the parkway and I think you texted me at like eight fifteen or something. Cause you know, I'm awake. But I see it pop up on my uh, car play that you texted me. And my, and my mind immediately, without even thinking of it, was like, I'm fucking driving. Like, what? And I was like, wait, there's no way he knows I'm driving. <laughs> he probably, like, yeah, my message to you this morning was, good morning, sweet prince. I mean, if that's not a nice message to start your day out, I don't know what is. No, I just, I, I don't know. I just have that that reaction of like, anything coming my way just bothers me and then i'm always like well why though like calm down i get it because then also if you went two days without texting me i would be over here being like shit what did i do he's mad at me like (laughs) so it's just i well generally i know you're awake because tiktok tells me because i wake up at 6 30 and i oh it's like this person's active right now. yeah exactly so i'm like all right i usually i don't usually message right away i'm like all right well i know he's up so at least if i message him like 8 30 I know he's awake at least. Oh yeah. 8 30. I'm I'm long started with my day already. I'm up at like 5 30, 6 o'clock scrolling TikTok in bed until I, I absolutely have to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I get it. Yeah. I get then it. I'm also looking at TikTok at traffic lights, uh <laughs> posting on Twitter, uh at traffic lights. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Uh, anything else happening? Any good movies or anything you've seen? Any shows? Not new stuff. I just rewatched uh, Haunting of Hill House, which I loved. I watched um, it for the first time. Yeah, you liked it. Besides, the ending was a little weird. Um, yeah. But uh, what else? I, There's I nothing else really, really. Uh, Shorzy. Yeah, I mean, that's you didn't finish it yet, right? So I don't want to ruin it. Nope, we only uh, got through three episodes. It's hilarious as usual. I just love, I love the hockey stuff where it's like, it's good. Like it's good hockey stuff, but it's not too much of the show. Um, and it's quick. It's not like I got to sit here, you got to sit and watch a whole fucking game, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people that tried Letterkenny always say that the hockey was the best part of Letterkenny. So I'm glad that they made this show for, for those people who don't understand the other stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's good. Uh, we need to watch the second season of Our Flag Means Death just came out. Um, Got to watch that. Uh, the latest season of What We Do in the Shadows was great. But uh, I don't know. I've watched the movie Terrifier 2 like four or five times now. Nice. Big fan of that. Um, I'm trying to think of what, what have I watched recently. I watched the new Saw. It was definitely the most violent, gory, horrific one I've seen. I've seen them all. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I've watched Slaughter House twice. Highly recommended. I've got to watch that. I tried. I wanted to do it's a, not, a Saw it's marathon. It's not a very good movie, but it's great. If that makes ex- sense. You shouldn't expect it to be, but I, I tried yeah. to do a, a Saw marathon and made it to like 
10 minutes into the third one and stopped. Um, yeah. Um, the last one is, is interesting because it's obviously really violent, but um, they almost make you root for, for the bad guy, which is pretty crazy. Is Jigsaw um, still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Cause the third movie is when they're, they're holding the, the nurse or the doctor, whoever that lady was hostage because he had bad cancer and, and he needed to be treated. Still kicking. Still fucking kicking. Jesus. Uh, totally Killer was pretty good. Uh, I think that was on Hulu. I like that. That was pretty good. I'm trying to watch horror movies. There's nothing really good. I'm, I want to watch The Nun, but I just, I do, I do, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know anything about it, but I saw that's available. I might watch that. Haunting in Venice. Yeah, try to watch some horror movies. Nothing else I've really seen was any good. TV is nothing on TV. Everything sucks. If you want to get back to like real good old fashioned horror movies, just watch uh, Hereditary. I've never seen um, that. I want to see. It. I want to watch. I've just never seen it. It's one of one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, I think it's excellent. Uh, a pretty a pretty creepy movie that I saw. I don't know about it, it a couple months six months ago. Uh, Nefarious. And not many people have heard of it, um, no. but it was pretty good. It's just a guy that it's basically two guys talking in a jail, almost the entire movie. Um, but it's pretty creepy and um, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Something different for a change. I'll have to try that. I've also never seen any of the uh, the Conjuring movies, which I understand are, are supposedly really good. Those are very good. Um, I rewatched Ready or Not for like the 10th time. Love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. Pope's Exorcist is pretty good. If anybody hasn't seen that, but in terms of TV shows, everything blows. Yeah, I'm trying to watch Invasion on Apple TV right now. My biggest complaint that I told you is like the whole show is like they're doing uh, the long night episode of uh, Game of Thrones. They just turn the brightness down to like ten. Um. So I hate that because I can hardly see a goddamn thing. But other than that, it's actually kind of good. Um, yeah. So. Oh, no, yeah, I was Low Abiding Citizen, too, because it's a great, great movie. That was good. Um, oh, I did just do uh, maybe the whitest activity you could ever possibly do this weekend. Oh, um, this is someone who fucking bird watches. So hey, I can't wait to hear what one this of the is. most famous bird watchers is a black guy. Remember the Central Park Karen? Mm-hmm. Uh he got his own TV show on Apple TV, which is great, by the way. And I'm also reading his book. Um, so it's not just a white people activity. But anyway, we were up in Lake George. And every time we go up there, we take one of the steamboats on a cruise up and down the lake just because it's nice, it's beautiful up there, whatever. So they had a themed cruise. And it was a Halloween cruise, a Halloween party with like a buffet and everything from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on Saturday. And... They had a band called Aquanet. They were fucking awesome. Now, I am not a fan of 80s music, um, despite being an 80s kid, but they are a 80s metal cover band. Um, and they played for like two and a half hours. They were absolutely fantastic. But the best part about this is that Jamie and I were close to being the youngest people on this boat by far. And it was all like older white people anywhere from like 45 to 70 just dancing to like 80s metal yeah 80s metal the only song that they played that got me jazzed was uh tom sawyer by uh, by rush um big rush fan 
But uh, other than that, like pour some sugar on me. Just I don't, not me. Get, leave the sugar away from me. Um, but like I, ha- I actually posted a video of all these old white people bad dancing. Like uh, we were just outside, like taking a breather from the music. And I was like, I think this is the whitest thing we've ever done. Um, but uh, no, we got a nice day out there because Sunday it just poured all day. What else um, is fucking new? Whatever does on the weekends here. Well, you talk about bird watching. Like I haven't been able to really do much. I'm so busy during the week, and then every weekend the weather has just been trash. Yep. Um, I went I mean, bird watching, and the only bird I saw was a family of black bears 50 feet away from me. Dude, I would have shit my pants, but I would have been so excited. <laughs> um, you had your your kid and your dog with you. I did. Yes. The the grass. It was like I would say like waist length grass, so the dog couldn't see the bears. Um, and then I just kind of looked to my right and was like, what is that moving? I was like, oh shit. Actually out loud with my kid with me. I went, oh shit, bears. She went, what? (laughs) See, I was thinking if the grass wasn't so high, your dog might've got you killed. Yes, I agree. Um, (laughs) well, and maybe 150 yards ahead of us is, so the field, it's like two separate fields that are just like cuts. You can kind of walk around and people just go and walk around. At the end of the second one, you can kind of go into the woods, but before you get into the woods, there's about, I would say, 50 foot wide, just opening of just grass. And I don't know where the bears came from. I assume they came from over there because that's the direction they were coming from. But if we were about five minutes earlier than we were, we would have been walking and there would have been me, my daughter and my dog and nothing between us and a family of bears staring at us. And then I might've actually shit my pants. Yeah. And conventional wisdom says it was a black bear. So you're fine. However, there were babies. So I think all bets are off at that point. Yep. So you're alive. Yeah. I I probably would have, you know, Annabelle and and Lilo run back to the car and get help. (laughs) I'll be here getting my ass kicked. I'm insanely jealous, dude. I would have, I would have been like, like sneaking up to them with my camera, like trying nah, they to fucking, they saw me right away and I got a picture and I was like going to take my phone out to get a picture and they were just off. They just ran. Jeez. Good old bears. I was like, come on, you fuckers. You couldn't stand still for. <laughs> that would have been me. I would have been like, wait, come back. Let's hang out. So like the whole time we were walking after that, Annabelle was just like looking over her shoulder. I'm like, you're fine. They're not following us. <laughs> so like we were walking back we have to kind of walk back past where we were and i'll tell a good dad joke that i thought was hilarious uh we were walking back and i'm like no don't worry they're probably up in the up in the trees now she's like what do you mean they're up in the trees I'm like well, where the fuck do you think the bears go they climb in the trees i said what do you think they're gonna bear shoot down onto you and i thought that was the funniest thing ever and she just gave me the dirtiest look I told my wife she laughed at least yeah it was a three out of ten yeah it was a good one i thought it was a good one especially in the moment a couple of weeks ago, I was out in Sparta for work and I went to, uh, every, anytime I go to Northwest Jersey for work, I always try to find a, a good hike or something. And I went to Sparta Glen park and, um, I, I was walking and it got pretty deep into the woods. And I was like, this is the kind of place where I should be looking out for bears. And it was real quiet. And then all of a sudden, like off in the distance, I, I hear louder and louder sounds of like twigs snapping. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't stick around for this. And just like turned around and booked it out of there. But so, so the best part, I was in, we were in Torn Park. Now, Torn Park is really big. So it's just like a, a separate section of Torn Park, which is kind of across the road from like the main Torn Park. 
and my daughter who was shitting herself she doesn't want to go back there with me um <laughs> they're going friday for a class trip to torn park <laughs> i'll go i'm looking at it right now did you uh, ever make it to the mouse cradle balancing rock i've never gone on the trails there we used to have my company back when we were smaller we used to have a picnic there like there was a field and stuff but i've never gone on the trails there i'd like to i just don't know where to go interesting there's uh yeah right now on the map there's a green trail that goes in a big circle Yeah. yeah it's really big um yeah, so let's uh, let's get out of here. We sort of mixed together a uh, last change and a offsides episode with how much rambling we did. Yeah, if you made it um, this far, you're the best. Also, you know if you made it this far, your name is probably Brian, and uh, thank you. It might also be Josh, so he could tell us what he what he disagrees with. That's possible. Um, appreciate the support, buddy. So. Uh, what was Seat Geek Last Change Pod twenty twenty dollars? I keep almost saying twenty percent. Uh, twenty dollars off your first order with the code Last Change Pod on Seat Geek. Keep using it. Let us know what kind of tickets you're buying. I'm interested. And uh, you know what? You know what? What's up? Go open up Spotify, and um, go, I'm, we'll do it right now. So we'll do Spotify. it together. Spotify, Spotify, uh-huh. right? Spotify Web Player, right? Uh huh. And then um, you're gonna go in your search bar, right? Uh-huh. And you're gonna type in bigger smaller guitar man right okay type that in right type that in i see and you're gonna listen to all that music because that's my buddy andrew's music thanks man i appreciate that you know i my music's done okay i'm actually pretty surprised i released a new album back in september and as of now it's been streamed. That's the wrong app. It has been streamed on Spotify. Oh, uh, God. Now I'm going to have to click on a couple things. So While I'll you're doing there. that, I'll tell you, because I was listening at work the other day. I was listening to, I have like a um, a playlist of like um, like emo, punk, you know, all that kind of music. And there was I was just doing something, and I was like, what the fuck is this song with no, with no lyrics? And I was like, oh, fuck, that's one of Andrew's songs. <laughs> Hey. Like, it hit me like it hit me. I was like, "Oh shit, that's one of Andrew's songs." It fit hey. in perfectly with the playlist. Yeah, in just about two months, uh, my album Nord has been streamed one thousand two hundred and seventy-three times. So, uh, thank you very much for everybody who's listened to that. Um, that's probably going to be my last uh, album for for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard that before. I heard that last time too. And then, like fucking two months later, you're like, "Oh, I got another album coming up." <laughs> Yeah, you're right, because my last one came out June of 22, and I released the first single for the third album in September 22, so... um, Yeah. What what song was it that I have on my playlist? Could have been Bear Crossing. That's uh, that's the one I submitted to Spotify for playlist consideration. No, I purposely Um, added this one. uh, My most popular, From the Air and Bear Crossing. Um, sure. all of the names have something to do with the trip step state, New York, but I'm a bear. Rawr. Really? Oh, well, while you're I looking for that. I yeah. If I, if I came across some bears like you did, I probably would have died, but I've said over and over again that that's how I'm going to die. Yes. Um, I get mauled by bears, but, uh, um, anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We've annoyed everyone enough. Well, you know what? If they're still listening at this point, it's kind of their fault. It's very true. 
Very, very true. Uh, I did see my last trip to Great Swamp. I saw one of the birds that I've well, that was on top of my list since I started bird watching, and that was a northern harrier. <laughs> and my wife got a great picture of a red, uh, red. What was a red shoulder hawk? Red tail hawk. Yeah, red tail hawk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was sitting in the car waiting for me to get out of my uh, procedure at the hospital. I was like, "Son of a bitch." She's like, she was like walking back. She's like, oh, look at this bird. She's like, she could hear it. And she's like, oh, shit. It was like right outside the car. I was like, you fuck. She told me it's shit on my car. And I was like, God damn it. Nice. When I got back in the car, I'm like, I got back in the car. I'm like, where's the bird shit? She's like, no, I was just kidding. I just wanted to piss you off. I'm like, oh, thanks. See, Jamie calls those tree loafs. (laughs) Because I taught her that one of the easiest ways to spot birds is you just look for abnormal movements in trees. But... And that's for smaller birds, but it's so much easier when it's a hawk or an owl or something because it's just like a a shadowy blob that just looks out of place if you're really looking at a tree. Um, So she calls them tree loafs. But uh, yeah, all right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, next week. And um, for anything that we previously talked about that you might not agree with or that you uh, may have offended anybody, uh, couldn't, couldn't give less of a fuck. So... Thanks, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.